Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C., joined this week by my co-host, Cam, and the chairman, Stephen Vincent, as we are here to preview WWE Elimination Chamber taking place this uh, Saturday morning here in the States. Uh, six, I think it's like five, uh, five on the East Coast, two on the West Coast. Uh, so interesting time if you want to get up early on the East Coast to watch uh, the pay-per-view, or I'm sorry, premium live event. You want to stay up late after a night of partying to watch it on the West Coast. Uh, I I'm more than likely going to probably watch it delayed in the morning. Uh, I'll be my best bet. Uh, it's a four-match card, so it should be pretty, uh, hopefully, smooth to get through as we get to the last premium live event before WrestleMania hits us in April. So uh, it's a four-match show, um, you know, obviously setting up WrestleMania's top probably three matches or three matches with WrestleMania implications on this. I mean, I guess you could say four if you want to include the tag title match. Um, so let's get started. Let's get to this preview because we'll talk about this. We'll talk a little bit other WWE after this and talk about a little AEW as well. But we have the match for the undisputed WWE tag team titles where we got Finn Balor and Damian Priest of Judgment Day taking on Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne as he got his name back now that Triple H is fully in charge and they've teamed up him and Tyler Bate. And it's been working, I think, the last few weeks. It's a good use of these guys. Uh, you know, gets Pete Dunne away from the butch stink of the brawling brutes. And they've done a, a good job of making him seem important over the last few weeks and doing, I saw some of the uh, vignettes they've been doing with Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Uh, it's a good way to introduce Tyler Bate, I think, to the crowd, too. You know, these are two, you know, British guys that a handful or a good majority of your uh, WWE fans probably knew who they were, but maybe didn't know all the way about their history. I don't know if it's the time to take the titles off of Judgment Day, because I think having the tag titles on Finn Balor and Damian Priest is uh, gives them something to do for WrestleMania. So I think it'll be a good match. I think Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate will come out of this looking strong, but I'm going to pick the Judgment Day to retain the tag titles here. Uh, go over to you, Cam. First, who are you going with? Yeah, first of all, like you just said, congratulations to, or congratulations, good job on Triple H's part for doing the right thing and going back to these guys' names. Now, I mean, I'm 100% on board with you. I think Priest and Finn retain here. But, you know, if we're, what we've been talking about the last few weeks of Miz and R-Truth, you know, possibly defeating them and getting a humongous pop at WrestleMania, I feel like Tyler Bay and Pete Dunne could be the guys to take the titles off Miz and R-Truth because they'll just be, you know, little buffer champions, you know, get that nostalgia moment that we've had at WrestleMania for Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental title. Um, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, remember Kurt Hawkins had like the O and 200 200- straight loss streak or something like that a few years ago mania and him and zach Ryder won the uh tag titles so they've they've had those kinds of moments so i think you know judgment day wins here and then you can have miz and r-truth get the get the win and kind of finish off that story at wrestlemania and then pete dunn and tyler Bate look like you know tag teams that can go against alpha academy diy uh and maybe sort of hopefully revitalize tag team wrestling on the wwe Oh, yeah, I remember that was at WrestleMania 35, I think, where Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins beat the Revival. And I remember I was in line for food during that. I was on the pre-show. I'm like, I don't really care about this right now. And, yeah, I remember hearing the pop from where I was just getting food. But, yeah, good for them. Um, Chairman, who are you going with in this match? Talking about the old major brothers here. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much a lock and key for the Judgment Day here. I mean, it's like Cam said. The match of Awesome Truth at WrestleMania is more than likely going to happen. So get there, Judgment Day has to keep the titles. I don't see a scenario where Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate are going to make the WrestleMania card even, unless there's like a battle royal or a 
showcase of like four tag teams or something. Like, obviously, Judgment Day is a heavy focal point of Monday Night Raw. They're a heavy focal point in the tag team division. The awesome truth story is happening at Mania. And I'm happy Pete Dunn got his name back. I never did call him that other name. That's his terrible name, which he looks like an idiot. It's going to take years for him to watch that filth off, like you said, Justin. And, you know, the tag team division is slowly kind of getting there. You know, DIY's having some strong showings. Dunn and Bate will have some strong showings. There's some other tag teams too. But right now, it's Judgment Day story. That leads us to the singles match for the Women's World Championship. Rhea Ripley in her home country defending against Nia Jax. Um, over, I'll, I'll let you, Cam, talk about this one first. Your thoughts on the match and who you're going to go with? Oh, boy. Um, negative 8,000 is what Oz points that online has for Rhea. <laughs> you don't really think she's going to lose? <laughs> Bet the house. She's winning. Nia's just a placeholder, and you know, we all know Rhea's going to Mania. All right, Cam, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, I'll take Rhea, too. I mean, we talked about it last week or maybe the week before that I think, like, Nia's, since she's come back under Triple H, has, her promos are a little bit better. You know, her, her wrestling still is a little bit shaky, but as far as her as far as her characters go, you know, her character work goes, it's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, Rhea's winning here. Um kind of interested to see you know if they set up jade versus naya one-on-one or if they're going to go the bianca or the bianca belair route you know we're getting a little closer to mania to see what happens with jade but as far as this goes Rhea's winning you know we kind of already know what the the women's main event at wrestlemania is going to be yeah i mean lock of the year lock of the century i mean yeah i don't know however you want to do this of course you know i always say don't bet don't use our betting uh Petting uh, odds here because I, we always said the same thing about Brock Lesnar Undertaker at WrestleMania. But I mean, this one, yeah. I mean, barring allegations coming out against Rhea Ripley, Rhea is retaining the title here. Like you said, we all know, you know, what's going to happen, I think, at WrestleMania. Um, I think Rhea is going to be, you know, uh, still, Rhea is a big star. She's going to get a huge home country uh, reaction. It's going to be great. She deserves it for the work that she's been doing over the last, you know, year plus in her role as like the de facto leader of judgment day. Um, so she absolutely deserves this moment that she's going to get here. I'd be interested to see if this actually ends up main eventing. I mean, I, it's a four match card, you know, it's not like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have this match main event. I'm assuming it would be either this or the men's chamber match, which we'll talk about, but I mean, hell give Rhea the full moment, let her go out there, soak in the cheers, soak in the adulation and, you know, end the show with this. And then you can end the show with her and presumably a Becky stare down as we get into the match for the women's elimination chamber with the women's world title shot at WrestleMania on the line. Uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and a returning Raquel Rodriguez, who got her spot by winning a battle royal this past Monday on Raw, uh, coming back after dealing with some of the health issues she's been dealing with, so good for her. Um, I think this might be the... I mean, this is tough for me to say this with Naomi in it. Maybe the best array of women they might have had in one of these chamber matches. I have to go back and look at actually all of them, but off the top of my head... I think it's the best array of women they've had in there, I think. So, um, Cam, I'll go over to you first. I mean, I think we're all going to pick the same person here. But uh, who are you going to go with? 
I mean, yeah, I'd have to go back and look too. I feel like there've been a couple of elimination chambers that had maybe th- at least three of the four horse women in it, but we, we'd have to go back and look. Um, I mean, Tiffany Strands, I think, so. I think tweet Justin, you tweeted that she's going to be a, a future star, and I firmly believe that too. Uh, I mean, Becky's going to win. It'll be a good match. And I kind of feel like I agree with you that if they do women's match main event, this would be before it. Maybe that way Becky can come out and set it up. Becky versus Rhea WrestleMania, and that's how they end it. Or unless they go with the easy one, they go with the men's match. Yeah, I mean, they've been teasing Becky, Rhea forever now at this point. So I obviously think it's going to be the match to happen at WrestleMania. So Becky's going to win here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets down to her and Tiffany Stratton. Like I said, I think, you know, I said like, I was the one I said. I think she's going to be a big time star at some point. She definitely has improved from just like you know the old looks girl that everybody thought she got hired for when she was first down there in NXT to actually go out there and you know improve in the ring and improve her character overall. Uh, you know, I remember she was started a while back in NXT with like those shopping vignettes, and that just was wasn't coming off good. And they kind of still have that character, but don't go as fully into it as they had been going. So I think she's going to be. Uh, big, maybe even coming into next year already. But yeah, I'm picking Becky to retain here. I mean, they've, like I said, they've been teasing this match forever, and I'm assuming you're going to agree, Chairman. <clears throat> Let's just talk about the field real quick here. I mean, Naomi, Liv Morgan both came back at the Royal Rumble, and they're in this big feature matchup a month later. You know, and Rodriguez just came back the other night, and I saw the video, and she had like some crazy skin condition, and I'm happy that she's working her way through that because that was yikes but you know there's a lot of talk and i think we even talked about how jay cargo might have been that sixth member but for whatever reason they did not include her and it's probably to make protect her from losing a match because obviously we already know who's going to win this match so why jay takes a loss here makes no sense um tiffany's obviously we talked about tiffany tiffy time she's phenomenal um she's definitely got some potential Maybe a Money in the Bank sleeper candidate even. I'll dare say that right now. But I think at the end here, you're looking at Becky Lynch, big favorite, good friend Rhea at the presser. They've had some interactions lately. But if you want to get Dark Horse, Bianca Belair. Like, undefeated at WrestleMania. We've talked time and time over the years how we would love to see Bianca versus Rhea on the grandest stage of them all. Does it happen? Unfortunately, I don't see it happening. I think Becky's winning. She's heavily favored. The work's been put in there. They're both on the Raw brand. So the question is, where do these other five women find themselves at Mania? I know we talked about Bianca and Jade Cargill teaming up, but for some reason they don't think Jade's there yet. Then I see a scenario where Bianca and Naomi team up to face the Kabuki Warriors. Then you get like Tiffany and Liv and Raquel and a bunch of other women with nowhere to go. Zoe Stark can stay home. Nobody cares about her. Um, so Katana Chance, Kaden Carter can stay home. Nobody cares about them. But I think there's going to be a lot of women with nowhere to go at WrestleMania. But, like, if Becky's going here to face Rhea, Bianca, undefeated Mania, there's no way they're leaving her off the card. So it's going to be really hard to find a place for some of these women. So I'm kind of interested to see where that goes as well. Yeah, I mean, you got, like you said, those tag team, maybe they do, a, like, a multi-woman tag match. I mean, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez have history as tag champions. They can throw them together. Um Maybe there is another battle royal that beyond, or that um, Jade Cargill could win going into the show, uh, you know, at WrestleMania. That gives her a big debut. I think they, I don't know if you want to put Jade in a battle royal like that. Maybe you could throw Jade into a WrestleMania, like you said, a singles match with just Nia Jax. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of deserving women that 
I mean, it's two days. That's the reason they have these two-day cards now, and uh, maybe they'll actually be able to get uh, some kind of matches for them spread out. And that leads us to the uh, Elimination Chamber match for the World Heavyweight Championship with the winner facing Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. You got Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. Uh, a good, solid array there of guys, uh, definitely to put together a good match. Uh, lots of WrestleMania intrigue, too. I mean... We've been talking and speculating about the idea of Logan Paul versus uh, L.A. Knight at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. Maybe that's something they can set up here. I mean, hell, you can you know, maybe Kevin Owens. You said something about Kevin Owens to get his rematch. You could throw out there. I mean, what's like you were just talking about? What's Randy Orton going to do at WrestleMania? Uh, we don't know about that here. I mean, maybe he fights out or uh, Logan Paul. Who knows? Uh, you know, I know Lashley's been teasing a match with him and the Street Profits versus Karrion Cross and the Authors of Pain, that new group there. So maybe that's a six man you can throw together for WrestleMania or the SmackDown before WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, Randy Orton's definitely a big question mark here uh, as far as what he does for WrestleMania because he really doesn't have a set feud at all. But And the one guy I haven't mentioned and the guy I'm picking to win here, Drew McIntyre, who has just been great over the last month here, ever since the Royal Rumble, fully going into the seal mode, uh, you know, the ripping of CM Punk, the kind of uh, terrorizing Cody, Cody Rhodes, beat Cody Rhodes this past Monday on Raw. Uh, he just when you think, you know, it's time, it's like, oh, you know, we were you're fans. We're obviously, we're still fans of him, but like he was kind of struggling a little bit as a face. You know, he was out for a little bit. Now he just comes back and is a full on heel and he's just doing great at it. And I'm assuming, you know, there's there's talk he still hasn't resigned. I'm assuming at this point he probably has some kind of verbal agreement with them. Uh, I don't think they would put him in this big of a spot to not have that. And plus, I don't know really know where he would fit in AEW anyway. I mean, obviously he could go to Impact or he could go somewhere back in Europe maybe, but... I, obviously the money's in WWE and I think he's going to get his WrestleMania, uh, you know, title match in front of a giant crowd here against Seth Rollins with the chance to possibly win the title and, you know, having a money feud set up with CM Punk when CM Punk comes back. So uh, I'm picking Drew McIntyre to win this year. I'm going to say it's probably going to get down to either Drew and Randy or Drew and LA Knight. Uh, but I think Drew comes out on top winning this one, setting up a match with Seth at WrestleMania. Um, who are you going to go with chairman? So Drew McIntyre is the only Raw superstar in this entire Elimination Chamber. And I have a problem with that kind of since Seth Rollins is the Raw champion. Like, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens have absolutely no chance of winning at all. Like, I would rather see Shinsuke, Sami Zayn, even Dominic Mysterio in this chamber instead of those guys. Just to give it some life. Logan Paul, he's the U.S. champion, and obviously I think he's used to, you know, get a WrestleMania feud going probably with LA Knight. That's kind of the match we spend speculating. That's kind of where I see it going. I would love to see LA Knight win the match and face Seth Rounds because A, no one's expecting it, and B, it would be a great platform for LA Knight. But with Logan Paul in there, I just can't pull the trigger here. So that leaves me if Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre, and Orton's obviously former Brazilian time champion, and it's really hard to pinpoint what he's going to do at WrestleMania right now other than maybe face Seth Rounds. You know, he has beaten Seth Rollins at WrestleMania in singles competition many years ago. But at the end of the day, though, the Drew McIntyre work on social media on Raw has just been top notch. And I know Seth has had some title matches against Drew lately. So it's really hard to pick against Drew McIntyre right now. Obviously, CM Punk was the original plan. Obviously, that's not happening. Drew McIntyre is a fine, fine consolation prize. I think the story will be phenomenal. 
And then, of course, now we just have to decide, you know, in a month from now, who is going to walk out of WrestleMania champion, Seth or Drew. And that is going to be some fun talk. I agree. Uh, it's definitely one that we'll be questioning, along with probably at least all, probably all of the. I would say at least you could probably say all four of the big title matches, but I would say definitely three of the four. Uh, Cam, who are you going to go with on this one? Um, I mean, I have a weird feeling because you talk about what's Randy Orton and going to do at WrestleMania coming out of this match. I feel like we're going to get a Randy Orton Kevin Owens match. I'm not sure if we've ever had one, but I feel like I've seen videos of them working together, like tag team stuff at live events. So I think that they would probably do a, a phenomenal job together. Great jabs at each other. I feel like they both deserve at least some sort of mid card match heading into WrestleMania on either night. But I think that's a that's a, a good a really good WrestleMania singles match. Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton. Um, as far as this goes, I mean, Drew with the player haters ball thing, visiting CM Punk at the hospital or whatever he tweeted, that shit was so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, but now I'm questioning, I mean, we've talked about, when we talked about Seth versus Punk, it was a natural, put put the title on CM Punk, Seth can go away for a few months and, and rest, well-deservedly rest. Um, now, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like the card's still in play, Um but can Drew McIntyre lead Raw? Because if you give Seth time off, you don't have CM Punk. We assume Cody goes to SmackDown if he beats Roman Reigns. So who's going to carry the torch for Raw for, you know, at least this summer? Because Punk, they six to eight months. So you're talking maybe SummerSlam time uh, this coming year of when we can expect a CM Punk return. Maybe Money in the Bank, probably SummerSlam. Um, so is Drew McIntyre, can he maintain <clears throat> being a top act on Raw for at least three months, four months, you know, if you give Seth a few months off to have a surgery or at least take some R and R time with his child, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think Drew's going to win, but then I really, really question that if they're going to keep the title on him long-term or even him win at WrestleMania. All right. So that is the elimination, uh, chamber portion of the show here. Uh, so since we recorded, we saw the rock come back on SmackDown, uh, last Friday and cut a promo, basically declaring himself with the bloodline. Uh, I thought it was a really good promo. I mean, the crowd was cheering him and somewhat chanting along with him, but I thought he was doing a great job just to try and do eliminate it. Uh, the, the vest he was wearing was just hilarious. I know I've seen some people point out where he was talking about wanting to make sure that he guaranteed uh, a loss at WrestleMania and he was looking at Roman Reigns or pointing at Roman Reigns while he was doing it. So maybe this is all just an elaborate story to get The Rock to turn back face after this to set up Rock versus Roman probably at next year's WrestleMania. Who the hell knows? Uh, but Chairman, what are your thoughts on The Rock's promo this past Friday? He told a fan he's going to slap the herpes off their face. I about died. My goodness. Heel Rock is phenomenal. If we only would have got the Hollywood Rock theme from like 03-ish back, I would be like loving life right now. But, you know, Rock is helping the bloodline be fresh again because it was kind of a sinking ship, honestly. It just got boring. But I think the Rock will put some new life into that. That will carry to WrestleMania and Cody's story he finish. I mean, we're still kind of waiting and speculating if Rock's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. I still think night one's main event's closing with Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth. That's where I'm leaning towards. That's what I'm hoping we get. So I'm along for the ride. Everyone just needs to shut their mouths and stick McNuggets up their ass. Yeah, I'm still with you as far as the tag match. I mean, I definitely think 
the Rock, the plan was always for the Rock to wrestle at WrestleMania, and they realized that Rock Roman was not going to be the smart thing to do. They pivoted to this in a good way. Uh, you know, Seth's a company guy. Seth can go out there. It'll be interesting to see um, who ends up taking the fall in that match. I mean, you don't want Roman taking the fall. Do you want Cody taking the fall the night before Mania? Uh, do you want Seth doing it? You know, do you want Rock doing it? Who the hell knows? That'd be an interesting question. Uh, Cam, what are your thoughts on the Rock's promo and his involvement with the Bloodline so far? Yeah, well, first, I mean, we're assuming they do the tag matches, the main event at night one. I'm going to go as far as to say the Bloodline wins that match and Cody eats the pinfall because it just makes night two that much more sweet. Um, I mean, I thought his promo was pretty good. At first, I was a little hesitant on the whole thing. I know they had to pivot, but the only thing I didn't like was like when the rocks out and promoting fucking the USFL XFL merger and everything else he's doing. He's the rock. He's Dwayne Johnson. But then he's like, Oh, I'm playing this character. And it kind of takes away from the kayfabe a little bit, but whatever, you know, it's 2024, but that's one of the things that kind of rubs me the wrong way. He's acting more like how Logan Paul does when he does his shitty podcast. Um, he forgot like what kayfabe was, I guess for a minute, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the promo was fine. I think they're going to, I think that, the WrestleMania match will be fine and the rock gets his moment. And then, you know, as long as he doesn't fucking cost Roman, the match on night two and Cody doesn't win clean. If Cody doesn't win clean, I'm going to have all kinds of fucking issues the next time we record, but everything else has been great. But as long as that does not happen, he screws over Roman and that's how they set up next year's mania match. You could just do it afterwards and be like, see, you weren't good enough. Cody beat you. You suck. I'm going to be the head of the table clean. And if they don't do it clean and there's some fucking stupid shenanigans, I'm going to be pissed off. And so should Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if anything, it should be something along the lines of, you know, the bloodline has the upper hand maybe on whoever Cody's crew is going to be to help him out or take out Seth. And then the rock starts beating up solo and, uh, and Jimmy and maybe lays a uh, punch into Paul Heyman too. But yeah, it definitely shouldn't be an actual, laying of the hands on Roman Reigns or like punching Roman Reigns or giving him a rock bottom and then leading to the crossroads. I agree with you 100% there. Uh, We also had on SmackDown this past Friday, Braun Breaker signing with SmackDown. He is now going to be part of the SmackDown brand. I thought for sure he could have been the guy to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental title, uh, but that appears like it's not going to end up happening. Uh, I thought maybe, you know, I put out that poll that was Jimmy Uso going to be the one to dethrone Gunther on Raw this past Monday, and his brother Jimmy cost him the title. Apparently there were reports that a lot of people in the WWE thought that he was Jimmy Uso was winning the Intercontinental title on Raw this past Monday, and that didn't end up happening. So uh, you got Braun Breaker on SmackDown. You've got what's likely setting up Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania, I would assume. Uh, so that kind of leaves Gunther with an open table of who could he fight at WrestleMania. I mean, you look at the SmackDown brand, maybe it's Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn looks like he doesn't have anything going on. Uh, Randy Orton doesn't have anything going on. We just talked about Randy Orton. Um, I know Chad Gables had fantastic mathes, matches with Gunther in the past. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, obviously, he's going to get a singles match. I just you just don't know who it's going to be with and if that person's even going to be the person to end up beating Gunther. Uh, I think the options are good. You know, Gunther's obviously been screwed over because of the whole uh, Brock Lesnar coming up in Vince McMahon's lawsuit. So, you know, obviously, for smart reasons, Brock Lesnar isn't showing up at WrestleMania. He's been taken off the video game and they don't want him around. So the smart thing to do there uh, just sucks we didn't get the Gunther-Brock match a year earlier like we all kind of wanted. But... Gunther's options are wide open. I'd be interested to see what happens with Braun Breaker going into WrestleMania. 
what are your thoughts on all these uh, matches that I just kind of threw out there for you, Chairman? I felt bad for Jay, but you knew when they announced that Intercontinental title match against Gunther on Raw that Jimmy was going to cost him. It sure enough happened, and obviously that's going to propel their one-on-one match at Mania that we all pretty much knew was going to happen. And, you know, it was good for them to kind of keep them on different brands, you know, kind of like how they had Ray and Dom away from each other last year. So this is good to get them kind of intertwined now. Um, Gunther's Intercontinental title reign is interesting. It's the longest title reign. I think he's had the most days now as Intercontinental champion. And I am struggling to find an opponent. I don't want Chad Gable. I don't want to see that again. He's boring. Shoe sucks. I hate Sush. Like, no. Like, honestly, at this point, I'm almost hoping he throws an open challenge down and Sheamus could come back and face him and people would be cool with that, you know. But I don't want it to be Sheamus, honestly. I want it to be John Cena. I think Big Match John would be perfect to fill in for Brock if that was the plan, which probably was. And obviously, we all know John Cena has never held the Intercontinental title, so this would be cool to see go down. And hell, maybe we can get the Undertaker. He never had the Intercontinental title either, so bring him back from the dead. But yeah, there's this, there's a lot of guys with no plans for Mania, and Gunther is definitely a prestigious champion, so they have to give him a big match. So this is probably one of the most biggest mysteries for WrestleMania for me right now is figuring out who is going to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm picturing the Undertaker like taking one of those Gunther chops and then one of Gunther's power bombs and just like his bones breaking into dust, given how you know old he is at this point and just knowing what he's been through. Ugh, that'd be scary. Uh, John Cena is definitely an interesting one that I had not thought of, and you know he's always talked about how he doesn't know how much time he has left in WWE, and it's obviously an option out there for them. Uh, that would be a smart thing to do, I think. But um, what are your thoughts, Cam, on some of these potential matches and opponents for Gunther? Undertaker would just do like his uh, a YouTube video that he's doing now about how he just took a chop and he thought he was going to die from Gunther. Um, can't believe Undertaker. <clears throat> I mean, I get it. You want to make as much money as possible, but this fucking guy on YouTube is fucking insane. Um, I mean, John Cena is fucking an amazing idea, honestly. I think that Gunther deserves... I mean, they were going to give him Brock, and I think Gunther deserves that. And I don't think Brock was taking the fucking Intercontinental title off Gunther. It was just a, a big notch in, in Gunther's title reign. And John Cena's a good one. I mean, I was trying to think of her. I was like, well, maybe Randy Orton, or it's got to be someone. I agree. The matches with Gable were fantastic, but they've done already done like three or four of them. Um, Sheamus could come back, but we we got most of that last year. Um, and I don't think Sheamus is the right guy to dethrone the, the reign. Then I thought about maybe Braun Breaker. And I'm like, well, maybe they could just do Braun Breaker because that Braun took Brock's spot in the Rumble. He could just take Brock's spot at WrestleMania. But then it's like, well, if you do that and if you have Braun Breaker lose, it kind of ruins any momentum they try to build for him. So it's like, is he the guy to, to beat Braun, to beat Gunther? Um, I mean, him beating John, I mean, I'm, I just fell in love. I mean, him beating John Cena and then cutting promos on Raw for the next few weeks would be absolutely great. Uh, let's go with that. I mean, let's let's have him let's have him come out on raw the next week or in two weeks or, you know, a couple weeks from now and be like, I have no one that's worth a shit basically to face me at WrestleMania and Cena's music hit. That would be fucking insane. I love that idea. Good job, chairman. Pat yourself on the back for me. Yeah. I guess I, I was like the one that never even popped in my head. I have no idea if he's doing any kind of movies at all. Lately. I know he just gave an interview with Vince McMahon. That was not the most flattering way with John Cena, but you know, obviously 
things can be forgotten when you build up WrestleMania like that. Uh, but, I mean, you look at this WrestleMania card and just throw this stuff out there. Like we said, we've got Bailey EO, you've got Becky Rhea, you've got Seth versus whoever it is, Drew, Roman Cody, the tag match. Uh, we just talked about what we could do with Gunther. I'd mentioned the six-man tag that we had with um, with the Street Profits and then Karrion Cross's group. Uh, a lot of good stuff out there. Well, who knows what's going to happen with all of the women that are involved in this match or that were involved in, um, like I mentioned, guys like Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, who are all of these people going to end up fighting with in this kind of match? I think this WrestleMania, when it's all said and done, has the good opportunity to be a really stacked show both nights. And it'll be interesting to see how they end up separating out these uh, shows as we go forward, who ends up on what night. I would assume that if I had a guess, I would probably think that Bailey EO goes to night two and Becky Rhea's on night one. Uh, Maybe you have Jimmy and Jay open up WrestleMania. You know, we're talking about the, uh, you know, 30 years since we had, Brett and Owen open up WrestleMania. You do Jimmy uh, and Jay opening up WrestleMania. That's something there they could do. Uh, like I Chairman said earlier, it would be interesting to see how we end up getting all of these guys on the card. But I'm interested to see what it's like going forward. And I'm actually, I think I'm even, I mean, I know we talked about last year being hyped for WrestleMania. I'm more hyped and interested in this year's WrestleMania, I think, than I was last year's. And we don't even have a card yet at this point. Uh, what do you think, Cam? Yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, guys like Shinsuke and, you know, the other guys out there that week in and week out of have have delivered on Raw and they carry the they carry the torch for the company. And it's it, it's the new era where we've talked about the last few years that the guys that are at the live shows and at Raw and at SmackDown deserve to be on WrestleMania. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sure Trilich can find a, a, a place for most of these guys or a lot of them, you know, but when you're talking about Jimmy and Jay opening up WrestleMania night one, that deserves at least. 20 minutes bell to bell if not longer you're talking about never had a singles match <clears throat> excuse me arguably the most dominant tag team in wwe history you could argue maybe the new day and legion of doom blah, blah blah but arguably you know the usos are at least the modern era the best tag team of the wwe um so that deserves 20 minutes rock roman tag match deserves probably it's that's probably 25 30 minutes bell to bell Rhea, the other you know all these matches <clears throat> so a lot of these guys are going to might get left off the card and it is what it is, you know, sorry, you know, you, you did the work, but you know, if there's not a spot, I don't want to fucking Andre the giant battle Royal, or they could do some really dumb thing. Like we talked about the tag team match, instead of just doing awesome truth versus judgment day, they can put in four or five random tag teams, but no one really wants to see that either. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited too. I mean, it's, it's going to be two solid nights, two, three solid hour nights of wrestling. And I think triple H has done a really good job again of putting together a really good WrestleMania. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this, Chairman? <clears throat> There's not a lot of ground left to cover for WrestleMania. I think I have about 11 matches so far predicted. Roman Cody, Seth Drew, Rhea Becky, EO Bailey, Logan vs. Ellie Knight, Judgment Day, Awesome Truth, Kabuki Warriors versus Bianca slash Jader Naomi, Guthers match, The Usos, Roman Rock, Cody Seth, and then, like you said, Justin, I had this written down too, The Lashley Prophets against carrying cross and AOP. So, you know, you got a lot of guys like Sami Zayn, KO, Randy Orton, Ron Breaker, AJ Styles, Shinsuke, a lot of women really know where to go. Andrade's back too. We keep forgetting he's back, but he's back. So maybe he fights Gunther. Who knows? But like, 
it's like Cam said, I don't want no stupid Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It's like, you know, there's a lot of guys that have been busting their ass all year, but only the best rise to the top at WrestleMania and, you know, do better next year. Use social media, you know, make your voice heard, you know, just do what you got to do to make this card. Now, some of these guys like Randy Orton, there's no way in hell they're not getting left off the card. It's not happening. But, you know, like an AJ Styles, unfortunately, it's like, or Sami Zayn, it's like, you guys were great last year, but what have you done lately? And it sucks, but there's two nights and there's only so many matches and so much room to do and we can't just have filler. So I'll be curious to see how this all gets put together when it's all said and done. There's no Vince influence for the first time ever. So this could be huge and we could have some random celebrity match, you know, like we always have to with all the celebrities. They haven't even announced really anybody. You know, someone's showing up. So maybe Jelly Roll will fight somebody. I saw something today that since they're in Philly, they were talking about getting Sylvester Stallone maybe to do something. So maybe he's their intro guy for WrestleMania this year. Or he gives like the uh, the speech he gives to his son in Rocky Balboa. He gives it to Cody Rhodes before his match with Roman Reigns. They could do something like that. Um, so maybe that's out there. Maybe maybe Roman Reigns can have Ivan Drago walk him to the ring. Uh, get it from there. Uh, so that's pretty much everything WWE related. I think we have to touch on and talk about. Let's talk about a little bit of AEW. Obviously, we've got Revolution coming up a week from this coming this Saturday. Uh, it's gonna be really tough for us to get together next week to do a full preview show, only because you know I I am booked pretty much rock solid all week so just talking a little bit here is what they have going on uh the main event it seems to be Samoa Joe Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page in a triple threat match but uh there was talk earlier today that Hangman uh hurt his ankle and that's what Dave Meltzer was reporting and then there was reported that it was just an angle and a story and then that he wasn't really hurt and then it was reported that they're going to use the ankle as a way to write Hangman Page out because apparently he might have some personal problems going on uh who's speculating on that all I know is I had to finally unfollow Dave Meltzer on Twitter just because a bunch of stuff basically made him just retweeting people with five followers to try to start an argument going ahead and stop that but uh, Samoa Joe, I think, and Swerve Strickland, and even Paige, I actually was able to sit down and watch most of Dynamite last night because I didn't have bowling this Wednesday, so I watched a lot of the show. But, I mean, Joe just, again, always comes off as a badass, like a guy that, you know, I'm the fucking champion, and I know it, and I could kick your ass. Like, Joe has always come off like that, and I'm finally glad he's at least getting a chance to do that in AEW as the world champion. Uh, Swerve, obviously, is definitely over with the crowd. I don't get Hangman's new you know, I know he's trying to maybe turn heel with a mustache look. I don't know if it's actually Swerve's time to win the match, especially because they have Osprey and Okada coming in, and then you have those guys. You're not going to know what's going to end up happening. Uh, you know, Adam Cole's still not clear to come back. He's out there. Who knows what's going to happen with MJF if he comes back and goes after the title too. But I guess just really quick on that match, I don't think it's the right time yet to take Samoa Joe, the title off of Samoa Joe. Uh, what do you think, Chairman, just as far as everything involving that match and if you agree or not? I don't give two shits about Hangman Page at this point. I mean, I feel like he's had his opportunities and whatever. I'm done with the guy. I love Samoa Joe. You pretty much checked all the boxes. I mean, he's phenomenal, phenomenal, you know, wrestler over this long, awesome career. But I also feel like the MJF contract situation, injury, whatever you want to call it, maybe made Joe a quote-unquote transitional champion. And Tony Khan being Tony Khan probably didn't have a plan, so that's kind of what he did. And good for Joe, obviously, getting that chance to be the torchbearer. But Swerve, his stock is insanely rising lately. And we've talked time and time again how many guys over the years, 
when their arrow is shooting up, pull the trigger. And a lot of people don't pull the trigger. I think you have to pull the trigger on Swerve and give him the title. I think you would get a lot of buzz. I think it would get people talking like we are right now. Like, I think this is the time to shock the world and make Swerve Strickland the champion. Like, this guy pretty much told WWE, I'm sending you to voicemail. Tony Khan probably giggled off that comment. So, I, 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 I see the world where Swerve is the champ. How about you, Cam? What are your thoughts? I mean, I agree too. I mean, <clears throat> with, I mean, you could do matches with Osprey and Okada with with Samoa Joe, and I mean, I think you do it with Swerve too. I mean, I think Joe has been great, but it's just one of those moments where it's kind of like, yeah, you've been great, but I think Swerve deserves it, needs it, because then he just completely catapult his run. And if Hangman's, you know, I saw a video of it, seemed like it was kind of real. Who fucking knows? Um, where you could just use that against Hangman, where he can just, you know, talk shit, be the ultimate ultimate guy but i agree with you joe has been a badass too so i'm kind of stuck in the middle i did watch AEW for the most part too last night too and it was it was an okay show um the match it, the the card itself is actually pretty decent but we'll see about follow-up and and things like that um it's just been really funny because now daniel bryan's wrestling fucking random dudes from mexico i mean dude's just living his dream right now and then the one match i want to talk about before we uh, sign off here so obviously the big one that i'm Gonna assume probably main events the show, and it's Sting's retirement match with him and Darby Allen against the Young Bucks. Uh, we saw Ric Flair go into the Young Bucks dressing room last night on uh, on a Dynamite to kind of talk about his quote unquote options because he felt like he hasn't been as big a part of Sting's retirement, I guess, as he thought. Uh, apparently, Sting's dad did pass away this past week. That's why he was only there cutting a, a promo this past uh, Wednesday on Dynamite. I actually thought it was a really good promo. It was a very you know. Toned down, silent. I saw somebody kind of mention it, like almost like a Jake Roberts promo, where you don't go over the edge, you don't get hyped up, you just use your words to talk about what you're going to do and just keep it at a level voice the whole time. And that's actually a really good comparison, I think. And it was a great job by Sting. Um, I look forward, I think maybe the one thing we might end up doing, even like I said, we can't record uh, next week probably, but maybe after Revolution doing a Sting retrospect and just talking about some of our favorite Stings on Sting's career. Um, I'm still not, I still hate the Young Bucks gimmick they have going on right now as they're pretending to be actual EVPs of the company and doing whatever they want to do as EVPs and running it. I don't know. I'm still not a huge fan of that at all. And I really hope that they don't end up winning the titles and Sting and Darby Allen win and then Sting ends up, you know, they obviously either Darby Allen finds a new tag team partner or Sting ends up, you know, riding off into the sunset with tag champions and they do a tournament for the tag titles. I just don't need to see the Young Bucks go over, even though that's the quote-unquote tradition a lot of times in retirement matches. But I do not need to see the Young Bucks go over here. Uh, who do you think uh, is going to win this one, Cam, before we sign off? I mean, I agree with you, but I think Sting's an old-school guy, and he chose his match. And I mean, they could have fought anybody if they were going to win. I think the Bucks are going to win. <clears throat> I mean, fuck, Ric Flair's going to get in there and probably screw him over and try to put him in a figure four, and it's going to be bad. And God damn it, why couldn't they just do a thing? And they had to bring in Rick, and now Rick's there on TV, and I wasn't involved. And I was like, dude, you're fucking hanging out just getting drunk and shit. Didn't you almost die like two years ago? Um, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, there's been some good stuff, but the fucking Bucks, man. And now they've got Rick Flair involved in there, too. And these, these guys are probably just circle jerking each other around. 
Yeah, I could barely hear uh, uh, what Ric Flair was saying as far as what he was doing a promo last night. And, you know, he, I mean, God, you know, he's a great wrestler. He's just one of those guys that I think is just kind of always hit up for money. And I'm sure Tony Khan's paying him good money to, uh, uh, you know, sponsor that energy drink that he has going on, which I would probably never touch in a million years. I don't even think I've ever seen it in a store. You probably have to order it online or something. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where I kind of want Rick to just kind of ride off into the sunset. But I think, unfortunately, he's somebody that needs wrestling to keep going. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match, Chairman, before we sign off? I was out with the flu last week, and I watched WrestleMania 24. I watched it all afterwards. I saw all the Ric Flair retirement stuff, and it just got me thinking, you know how this match is going to end with staying in Derby and the Young Bucks? Sting's going to be down on the ground. Nick's going to be in one corner. Matt's going to be in the other corner. And they're both going to be sobbing their little ball eyeballs out with their terrible, cheesy mustaches. And they're going to say, I'm sorry, Sting. I love you. Double super kick. And that's going to put Sting into the ground. It's going to be such a callback. It's going to be gross. Hopefully Sting kicks out of that. But that spot's coming. I'm calling that. I hate you for putting that out in the atmosphere. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That's kind of my <laughs> uh, my reaction to like how you said, Cam, if they, Cody doesn't win clean. If that ends up happening this uh, at Revolution, man, am I going to be pissed, and I'm going to be mad at Chairman for it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, like I said, that's our little preview there as far as what's definitely 100% confirmed. Um Oh, by the way, I just want to talk about one thing. I know, Cam, you said you watched Diamond last night. That Deanna Perosa and Madison rematch was awful i mean holy crap i i thought madison rain broke her neck on that a move that she had, ended up taking and i'm just so over the tony storm gimmick at this point i mean i know mercedes one day is going to come in there and i don't know if she's going to feud with the title right away she'll probably feud with dr Britt baker when she comes in because everybody's got to do that when they come into aew uh but that was just a bad bad match last night did you see that cam yeah most aew women matches are pretty bad they don't have a performance center they don't you know there are a lot of these women are i don't want to call them green but i don't know it is what it is i don't think diana peraza was a huge signing and they're trying to push her like that but then mercedes is going to come in and it's like 99 percent of the women are, will be forgotten yeah yeah i agree with you there as far as that goes all right so that is our show for this week like i said it'll be tough for us to get a preview show together next week so look at our twitter at the hot underscore tag for our picks for all of revolution and hopefully we'll be able to do a recap show the day after revolution to talk about it then so for my co-host cam and the chairman Stephen vincent i am justin c signing off and we will talk to you guys then